0: Aura, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook.
1: Hello, Chris.
2: Hello, Mark. How are you on this fine Sunday evening?
1: I'm going all right. I'm a, it's quite warm, and I'm a little bit sore on my shoulder from biking and drumming
2: at the same time separately of course.
1: separately <laughs> um, but yeah so uh yeah that's me how about you
2: I'm looking forward to the new week got a few things going on so um, yeah you know it's the weekend it's coming up to Christmas went to uh, uh, Christmas carols on the village green Ah. Uh, oh. yeah it's so weird sitting in blazing sunshine <laughs> just you know not used to it even
1: now I think it's only weird if you aren't a native.
2: Yes, obviously.
1: Of New Zealand, uh, this is great. This is how some, our Christmas should be hot. Mm. Um, but welcome, listeners, to uh, the world's number one geospatial special podcast, based in New Zealand.
2: Yes, all about GIS maps, yep. geography, all things spatial. But it's yeah. a technology thrown in for good measure.
1: News, views, and opinions.
2: Of course, but only our own opinions. Obviously, Mark.
1: Yes, nothing to do with the people we work with, with or for. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Um. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's actually quite a good show this week.
2: You said uh, that Yeah. Surprise,
1: Mark. I need to build that up better. Yeah. Yet again, it's, it's another great show.
2: That's better, Mark. Where's the energy? Come on.
1: Yeah. Um. Expecting great things. So with that, we'll get into the news.
2: Uh,
1: Indeed, we So, um. <laughs> As Chris stalls for the
0: music. Yes. Spatial news.
1: Right, now we've got the news music. Chris, guess what? Um. Somebody is mapping Santa. I mean, that's not what we Oh, yeah, actually, well, that's the Christmas special coming up. Yep, cool. Um, actually, we should do that earlier this year. Um, so people have time to buy the goods.
2: We had some great Christmas presents last year, didn't
1: we? Maybe. We did. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I didn't get any good Christmas presents, but we suggested some great ones. Okay, back on topic. <laughs> so, so um, we know about Azure, Microsoft's um, uh, cloud infrastructure, Yep. Or, or IAS, or cloud platform, sorry. That's what they call it. Microsoft Azure cloud platform. Uh, and they're building a location-based uh what's the word a
2: location-based
1: service Service. I'm sorry it is Sunday night (laughs) alright they're building a location-based service as part of their Azure platform and TomTom have jumped in
2: yes which is uh which is pretty cool um TomTom joining uh TomTom's got a great API um used it quite frequently um and so, yeah, adding them to the mix is going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah, so that's quite a powerful. So um, Azure LBS with TomTom. Tom.
2: Do you think, yeah, uh, you know, the others here and, and uh, others are going to be too far behind?
1: Ah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, here, uh, here, there, and everywhere. That <laughs> joke. Um, so, I, well, it seems like kind of quite a cluster. Mm. It'll
2: be interesting to see how um, Microsoft. Tom, Tom and maybe here play together yes I guess it's all about consumer choice isn't it
1: at the end of the day? it is um, but this one well sorry the LBS has been launched next year sometime
2: yeah it was it twenty eighteen well I guess we keep on forgetting that next year isn't actually that far away
1: anymore no it's not All yeah. right, next
0: spatial news
1: Chris Mm. Have you heard about Microsoft Azure location-based services? What? Ha, haven't,
2: haven't we just done this story?
1: ah, So 12? you're familiar with them?
2: Oh, yes. What?
1: Yes. So um, Azure Platform is trying to use Internet of Things to continue to transform businesses. Okay, cool. To provide breakthroughs, insights, and capabilities. Are you reading that? Yes. Okay. Um, but we know that some, they've got some great partners already, like TomTom. Tom. yes. And now they've got Esri. No. Yes.
2: Oh, Mark, wow. So this is a different story.
1: Carry on. This is a different story. Similar. Uh, but yeah, Esri are now joining the Azure location based services.
2: So we've got TomTom, Tom, Esri. I mean, the world is your oyster, Mark.
1: It is. <laughs> well, your map.
2: Your map, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting. Uh, it's really interesting to see what um, Amazon uh, do in response.
1: Yeah, well, it will be interesting, because I would... I don't know. Is Amazon a bigger player? I don't know what the market share is.
2: Well, that's your research. That's your homework for next yeah. week. Yeah. Um,
1: but that's, that's really interesting. So, a whole lot of location-based APIs coming out of Azure.
2: Yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's going to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and as we said, uh, launching next year. And sometime.
2: I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think, again, it's this kind of... Um, Location becoming mainstream?
1: Yeah, it definitely is.
2: Mm. Okay, moving on.
0: Spatial news.
1: So, as we put out blogs? They do. And then we read them? We do. And then we read them back to our listeners?
2: Well, kind of. I think we bring them to the attention of our listeners who may not have seen them because they don't, you know, they're not as dedicated as we are, not.
1: Yeah, or they listen to the podcast so they don't have to read. That,
2: that, that could be as well.
1: Because you can't read blogs and run or drive. No. Or you shouldn't.
2: Okay, moving on. So <laughs> what's this blog about? Marti- uh,
1: Marti- uh, machine learning and ArcGIS. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, you might have to um, amp this up a bit more than I am. They're using other software products with um, ArcGIS to do some machine learning.
2: Sounds exciting. I was asked about machine learning just the other week, actually.
1: And what did you respond?
2: Um, I haven't responded yet. <coughs> well, no, is it the interesting question? Yeah, how is machine learning going to affect uh, affect our industry? Um, and it's uh, well, it's something I think we'll talk about a little bit later on. But um, it is. It's, it's obviously machine learning is definitely growing. Um, we're seeing you know, it used in more and more fields. Um, Microsoft is um, you know, a good machine learning tool, and I. It'll be interesting to see, um, I think you can already use that within, the, uh, within uh, on Azure, I should say. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how these all tie together.
1: Yeah, so they're using ArcGIS tools along with some machine learning programs to try and work out results, so, yeah, so basically interesting looking, start. Yeah, looking at things
2: like um, prediction. So can you use machine learning to kind of, you know, do regression and interpolation techniques that, um, you know, prediction, and that's kind of, you know, maybe... Predicting crime in the future? Crime in the future? Yeah. Um, classification?
1: History. I think classification is going to be the most interesting. Yeah? Um, well, just in terms of rasters really going yeah. ahead leaps and bounds and um, the ability to learn from a series of pitches or rasters.
2: Going slightly off topic. But, you know, <laughs> you're getting all these kind of, you know... Uh, Using machine learning to be able to, you know, um, recognise people's faces. Um, yes. It's you know, part of security, and you can't think well, if you can recognise a face. Surely that same technology can apply to, you know, feature extraction from rasters. I'm sure it already is.
1: I'm sure it already is. Yeah.
2: Mm. Anyway, it's well worth reading the article. Um, it's going to be big, machine learning.
1: It it is. This isn't a how-to article though. Just to. No. It's more about hey, Esri's been used by this other things to do some machine learning. Yeah.
0: Spatial news.
2: So, Mark, we are a uh, independent podcast. Um, we are no sponsors this year. Intent. So, um, uh, boundless, the uh, the Oracle. open source, um, what you call open source kind of uh, service providers, I guess. Sure. Um, They've done a really interesting um, article about uh, 2018, the GIS industry.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we actually read their last one from 2017, listeners may remember. I'm sure they do. Um, but let's quickly go through this. So they've chosen five, six people, seven people from the industry. Um, none from ESRI.
2: And none well, none of them are the same as the ones that they chose last year. Which is
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe they got it all wrong last year. Yeah, maybe. Um, so we won't read them out one by one but um, it's actually a lot of what we're covering in tonight's podcast you mean big data AI? Big data, AI ML, the thing I want to talk about ML, just as a side note we love sidebars stupid acronym ML ML. I'm doing some uh, big data, AI and ML well, I can get AI, but email?
2: Well, do you know what? Um, in the uh, in the Kiwi accent, it sounds like you're saying the word email. Email? <laughs> email. Email. Well, anyway. we've just destroyed that as a term. Um, we're not going to be seeing that
1: again. <laughs> Hopefully uh, not.
2: Well, we are number one. I mean, people listen, people all over the world are listening. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere, someone's going, "Yeah, they're right. It does sound like email."
1: Um, but uh, interesting. So big data analysis. We've talked about this a lot. Getting data out there, open data, one of our things. Um, data for the sake, just getting it out and getting others to learn about, about it. Yep. Um,
2: the, um, what else have we got? So, yes,
1: obviously those kind of... Yeah, still talking about the cloud and software as a service. Um, yeah. You sort of... Th- uh, everyone, the cloud is, I don't know, sort of last week... But it's not really. Or is but it, it's is it really. it's just mainstream now?
2: It's just become mainstream, I think.
1: Or well, we haven't actually achieved true cloud elevation. Yeah. We've only just started. I don't know.
2: I feel as though it, it, it's just become quite mainstream. For, for people in the technology,
1: industry. Yeah. Um, so Internet of Things is the other one. Um, UAVs and small satellites.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing is, uh, you know, UAVs, how how long um,
1: before it, it's all completely automated, you know? It's all yeah. Done in well, history. you don't need pilots anymore. <laughs> well, no, it, was, it would be one of my summaries from this is that a lot of it's now heading towards automation okay. and it's no longer give us a map. Um, you know, if you're studying your career and thinking about well, not, not cartography, that's a different subject, but, you know, being able to do, use a tool in ArcGIS, it, it's not actually that useful anymore. Mm, continue, I
2: think
1: I get what you mean. Um, well, I mean, it's still useful, but the way we're going with fast data capture um, an easy data capture and easy analysis, yeah. um, it's going to be more about knowing what's going on rather than doing what's going on.
2: Okay, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, yeah. I, I guess it's... Uh, as more and more sensors are brought into the picture, that you know, we're, we're going to be having more information to help us understand more Yeah. Going on. And Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: shall we right. move on? Yes. Spatial news.
1: Now, Esri have released a book.
2: Uh, yes, which is... Uh, well, they do quite a few books, actually, but um, the ArcGIS book.
1: Yes. <laughs> you wait for the movie, I think.
2: <laughs> Talking which, we have to do our movie reviews. Um, oh, yeah. But we,
1: we shouldn't do planning on the, on air. No, okay. okay um, I haven't watched mine yet. I've oh. heard terrible things about it, though. Okay, carry on. <laughs> um. So, as we have released the ArcGIS book, 10 Big Ideas About Applying the Science of Wear.
2: They're yeah, really pushing this science of aren't
1: they? Well, yeah, it is their um, new marketing tagline. I don't know. Oh, it's more than
2: marketing. No. It's, it's okay. way
1: life. Right, it must be, because now there's a book on it. Um, well, I've had a brief, I won't say read, a skim of the book, because you can actually download it for free. Oh, cool. Um, Can I get from, it on my Kindle? Yes, you can, because it comes as a PDF.
2: Excellent.
1: Um, So, you can go to the website, thearcgisbook.com, and download it, and it's going to tell you basically the stuff we've just already told you. Cool. Um, Uh,
2: And if if I can't remember um, thearcgisbook.com, how might I find it, though?
1: Well, you'd, of course, read your feed from the Geodorable page on Facebook. That would be it. Um, Or from Twitter.
2: Is that my Geodorable at Twitter? It is. Excellent. Okay, so there's a new book out, and uh, we'll post some links to it. Um, I got quite excited because this article was by Scott Morehouse, and he doesn't get out much, does he? You don't, <laughs> you don't hear too much from him, he does. What
1: well, yeah, this isn't actually an article by Scott Morehouse. This is the forward to the book. Yeah. yeah about actually, I've right. so just repeated it on the net. But, yeah. Ah, okay. He's got
2: such a good beard.
1: Anyway, <laughs> moving on.
0: Spatial News.
1: Alright, Geospatial Research Conference, Chris, starting this week.
2: Yeah,
0: well on Monday. On Monday. Um, Monday.
1: So too late if you're thinking of going.
2: Too late if you're thinking of going, but really cool that there is actually the New Zealand Geospatial Research Conference. Yeah,
1: but this adds to the amount of geospatial events. It does. Um, I remember when I first started in this industry, about 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, there was two things to go to. One was something in Dunedin and the other one was the Isri conference
2: Uh, and now we are literally over well not overrun but you know there are so many well
1: yeah and there's enough space for them because they're all doing something slightly different
2: and and with this conference yeah it's it it is focused more on the research uh, side of things um but looks like some really interesting speakers um yeah. Yeah, some, some real analysis. So, you know, in the previous uh, comment, we we're kind of going, oh, so many sensors analysis, and then you've got a whole conference about sensors. <laughs> so, there you go.
1: Yeah, it's excellent stuff.
0: Spatial News.
1: Actually, we did notice there's no Twitter handle for that conference. Hmm, okay. Um, we'll, we'll post the answer to it anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Now, um, you may have heard us mention before DGI,
2: of course the, uh, the drone maker's extraordinaire.
1: Yeah, um, there's an article based in the New York Times that says some US office of state, not not the office of state, but you know someone in the government.
2: Was the uh, dispatch from the United States Customs officials?
1: Oh yes. Well, send you this office. Mm. Um, but anyway, they've come out and said that DJI may be sending data to China. Uh, uh, well, they uh, actually haven't, sorry, they haven't come out and said it. This leaked memo says it.
2: Well, it says officials had moderate confidence that DJI's commercial drones and software <laughs> are providing U.S. critical infrastructure and law enforcement data to the Chinese government. So what does moderate
1: confidence mean?
2: I don't know, but we're not saying this is happening, we're just reading stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Although, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I may have mentioned this previously, and <laughs> subtly brought, And now I'm wondering whether, I mean, it, it wouldn't be unheard of that a uh, US official at Los Angeles Office for Immigration and Customs ah, right. listen to listened to this <laughs> podcast. I mean, it's not, un, it, it wouldn't be. Uh,
1: so you're saying you're the source. This is the Watergate moment of the scandal. No, I'm not DGI scandal.
2: So, i looking to anything Ever Anything Nothing <laughs> uh, If I'm not here In a couple of weeks And the FBI have got me Mark, This is entirely My own fault
1: Well I was going to say Watch out for the um, humming But now DJI are making Silent drones You won't hear them
2: We, heard, we broke that news as well
1: <laughs> um, So anyway I don't It's just interesting right
2: Well DJI If you're listening And you want to sponsor us um, <laughs> That'd be great yeah I, but I don't believe it it's, it's just, just the point out current government being all kind of
1: well no, if you follow the government not the tweets it's kind of better um but anyway kind of I said kind of, yeah. um TGI have come out and completely denied this and said this is just rubbish
2: to be fair I'm not no you know what's their choice
1: <laughs> well yeah what other choice have they got Oh yeah, it's true. So yeah, hands up, yeah, you got us. Fair cop, Governor. Oh, well,
2: we thought we'd hidden it so well. <laughs>
1: um. Um, but I, I suppose what they were saying there is isn't actually the drones that are spying. It's that you can subscribe to the GGI cloud service, mm-hmm. and data will be uploaded to there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that—that's kind of true. I mean, but it's the same with all of them, right? We know, well, Google keeps account of everything it's searched for, yep. all the photos, everything. I um, guess
2: it's about, um, you know, the US are quite strict about
1: information going offshore. Um, yeah.
2: And, uh, perhaps this is just one of these, these areas that, yeah know, isn't quite fitting.
1: Yeah, and um, the drones have been used to capture a lot of infrastructure um being built so yeah maybe possible but i don't know Watch the space
2: you know if dji want to sponsor us i'm i'm happy to you know deny anything (laughs) for a drone i think that's fair isn't
1: it i didn't realize we were going to sell out (laughs) oh why not
2: i mean just 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 for christmas Uh,
1: chris chris needs a drone for christmas just oh, this mean we, we need to crowdsource this?
2: Was it the new, uh, we, I mean, we've we, cracked we'll them enough. I mean, was it the new Phantom with the quiet motors? One of those, or yeah. two of those, actually, because i probably crashed the first one. <laughs> and well Mark
1: would like yeah. one. Sure. Anyway, let's uh, move on.
2: Uh, well, that was the news, Mark, and there was nothing controversial in that segment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I think we, we um, provided both sides of the discussion.
2: Completely, completely covered
1: uh that. So um so what else we do on this podcast? As well as news is we have a main topic of the week.
0: Uh we do. Topic of the week.
1: Right, and this week is about disruptive technologies.
2: Uh so what is disruptive
1: Oh, we were talking about this in our pre-show planning, and I don't like the word disruptive. You don't like it? You know, I prefer know. the word innovative. Hmm, okay. Um, but, yeah, may- maybe I'm just not in marketing enough.
2: Uh, I think the assumption is that the technologies are so different than current technologies that they have the potential to disrupt traditional markets. Isn't that, that kind of
1: Sure. I mean, and we've seen this throughout history, though, and no one's really called it disruptive. It's it's just a new a new name we've given to something else called innovation.
2: Okay, but that's not the uh, we're not we're not here to discuss the, uh, the merits of the term disruptive. Um, <laughs> well, we're not, are we? Are we? No. 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 We're, good. Um, we're here to talk about. Um, the, well, basically, this is uh, interesting blog post. Um, Uh, essential eight disruptive technologies and their impact on on, on geography on gis
1: yeah and and not surprisingly and not that we are number one for a reason um we've mentioned all these technologies before of course um so yeah if you're a long-time listener or even if you're just a first-time listener but have been watching this special world you know about the stuff um, but what we're actually going to do is talk specifically about the eight disru- disruptive technologies.
2: So those, um, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a little game here, we could play Guess the Eight. Um, but uh, whilst, uh, whilst, I think we've watched that game, no, anyway, um, we have the Internet of Things, um, augmented reality, virtual reality, blockchain, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, drones, uh, and
1: robots. And it's interesting they've split out artificial intelligence, drones, and robots.
2: Uh, because you think all of them will be the same?
1: They overlap. They
2: do. Well, most things overlap, don't they really? <laughs>
1: they do that's, that's the point of um, GIS or geospatial analysis.
2: Sure. So shall we start from the top, Mark? Um, artificial sure. intelligence. AI. Yep.
1: Um, AI is a general term and then underneath that we have machine learning and then inside that we have deep learning and we've talked about deep learning before
2: yeah I'm not quite sure if I, I still completely understand uh, the, the different terms but uh, well,
1: it's about training, it's about rewarding the software to train itself
2: so in, perhaps uh, shouldn't ask the question, so in, in GIS terms uh, where's the impact? Yeah.
1: well this is I mentioned before that it's not going to be about can you do some spatial analysis it's going to be about how or what spatial analysis can be done using all these machines and what can they learn from it and wh- how can you reward them from their spatial analysis
2: so I think um, you know, again as we mentioned earlier you know, with so many sensors there's so much information how do you pick out the, the, the information that's actually pertinent that's useful for the, you know, to answer the question answer, and I think this is where machine learning, where deep learning and, you know, artificial intelligence come in, that they, they're almost like the, the filter, you
1: know. Well, they are, they, there is a lot of information, as we keep saying, um, and imagery analysis, you know, be, being able to take so many photos, or oh, um, it's so fast, and so often, and store them and transmit them. Um, that's it's pretty
2: impossible for, for you know a human to be able to analyse those and you know, understand what they show. So this is where you know um, yeah machine learning comes in to to kind of solve those problems. I mean if you I imagine particularly with image analysis if you're looking at something like uh, uh, you wanted to measure change, you know this is where these tools are going to come in. They're going to pick up changes far more easily than, than a human is going to.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so, so in our industry, you know, I think it's going to be a case of um, there are going to be you know, certain, certain sectors perhaps that are going to benefit more than others. I, I can't imagine that if you're, you know, um, if you're a local authority that, you know, like, you know, a local authority analyst, that machine learning is suddenly going to change your life. Um,
1: well, that's but going to be the interesting thing. How long, I mean, it... it it depends on your view of the world. You know, we've just had an article from Esri about machine learning, but Esri weren't doing the machine learning. Someone else had a machine learning program using Esri. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what does that mean? Does it mean that you need to get out more? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think it is about, you know, the industry that you work in, and it might be, you know, is machine learning going to solve a planning
1: well, the applications for it, I think, are pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, in, in your world, you know, the farming,
1: farming, can you see how it... Oh, yeah, we're we're actually researching it at the moment. Okay. Um, I mean, who isn't? Um, and you must be as well in transportation.
2: Sure, yep.
1: Um, it just, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. Augmented reality.
2: Of all the kind of the, the, the technologies, this is the one that seems to be, um, I don't know, the most clear cut for me. Uh, clear cut. Well, just just in terms of, I can really see how this is going to you know, change our world way more than perhaps some of the other technologies.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, back. I don't know. I'm in favour of augmented more than VR. Um, I think it has the ability to enhance our lives. Maybe we'll get to... ah, um, oh, what's that? Uh, Terminator movies, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but Skynet. Yep. Um, but yeah, this ability to see data, see something and process it. Because machines, although they're busy learning, are far, far, far behind... The um, human brain and the ability to reason and logic.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yes, yep. Yeah.
1: Um, so augmented awa- reality is a way to combine the two great powers: our brain and the machines.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, um, I uh, I went to a really interesting talk by um, Mike Bondock, who uh, he owns and runs um, Orgview, which is an augmented reality um, system. You know. Working with GIS data to, to see pipes and other features underground you know, through augmented reality, um, and uh, yeah, he, he talks about this. And um, yeah, his view is that the, uh, or you know, suggesting that the mobile phone is, is dead. We've probably got it around you know, five years or whatever it is. But it's going to be the headset, It's going to be AR that's going to, that's going to move forward. Yep. You're not going to have this little thing in your pocket. You're going to be wearing a pair of
1: glasses. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is so cool, Google Glass.
2: Well, it's not just Google Glasses, though. I mean, you, you can, you know, you, you, you can uh, see a world when, you know, when you're looking outside, you're, you're actually getting additional... It's like a head-up display, really. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> and I can see that happening. Uh, I think it's going to be really uh, exciting.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of AR, let's go to VR. So, VR headsets. Now, um, you've had a go on these, I've had a go on these. Bit of fun.
2: Yeah, I... Uh, I failed to get that excited about them. Perhaps, perhaps I should get more excited, but I'm, I'm just... I'm, I not, think, I'm not particularly... I, I don't know. I haven't uh, particularly felt that virtual reality is going to be as important as other... other
1: it still seems like a bit of a novelty. Um, I mean, I can see it for gaming
2: sure,
1: in a, in a big way, um, but yeah, um, maybe for when you're trying to model something like vehicle safety, mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of hard to see, um, I suppose if you're doing city planning, urban planning, well, you could imagine it, word. but that's, that's a lot of work.
2: So last Christmas. Uh, uh, me, uh, I got given a, a VR headset. Um, you, know, you you have to put your phone on it, but yeah, a VR headset. Yeah. And um, it sat in its box for about nine months because it was just kind of, I, you know. You play a few games, and and that's that's kind of about it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and this this article I um, talks about it. You know, City Engine. There's there was a uh, a method or a way of creating something city engine and then pushing it out to a VR headset and I kind of played around with that and hacked it and got, got things to work but um, again yeah I, I just it, it, the concept but, of, of kind of going into these 3D worlds and looking at something it just didn't excite me I, I don't know what it was.
1: The other thing though is what's the difference I mean it's more immersive if you're wearing the headset but you can just put it on a screen
2: yeah I guess yeah. it's the interaction, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, VR, I'm I'm just not sure. I, I, can, I can see it being useful, but yet yeah, be convinced how useful it actually is and how much, you know, it feels a little bit gimmicky to me.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, other things are coming along. Maybe if they make it interactive with their magical gloves or something.
2: Yeah, maybe. Well, you don't need gloves here. You track your fingers or something. That's true. So, um, uh, should we move on?
1: blockchain we've talked about blockchain before yes um i had to describe to a friend Uh, yeah it's still hard to understand if if you how do we explain blockchain if you haven't heard of blockchain
2: (laughs) how to explain
1: it how to explain it it's a virtual ledger that people contribute to um and everything's secure because one step needs to happen and that encodes the next step, kind of.
2: It's a tough one. We'll put up a few links to uh, various explanations of blockchains, but um, I don't know. Essentially, the way I, I, I see it is, uh, it is. It's like a. It's a. It's a record of something happening that cannot be changed. The record cannot be altered.
1: Yeah. Um. So examples we've seen before in GIS have been planning or um, consents, building consents yep. um, which would be useful but not necessarily speed up the process because people still need to look at it. It's not quite like other industries which are using blockchain like Bitcoin yep. um, who are doing it, you know, millions of transactions in seconds. Uh, applying for a consent to build your house will still take a long time.
2: <laughs> I guess it, 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 for me it's not so much about speeding up the process it's more about the, the reliability of the data.
1: Yeah, if it matters. Um, so the example matter? given in this article is about um, virtual and uh, no, autonomous vehicles, <laughs> um, and using blockchain to be secure to deliver to the uh, to places, etc. Um, and also weed out wrong instructions if they're hijacked, um, because everything, as you say, is authenticated um but yeah we'll wait and see I'm sure there'll be a something GIEC coming out of it
2: sure um okay
1: you... drones
2: drones well I think we've talked quite a lot about drones on this podcast uh, now that we're sponsored by
1: DJI uh, <laughs> um, yeah um what we're waiting for in the drone world I believe uh is more autonomousness
2: that's not even a word is it
1: ah um, look it up um But the other thing is cheaper sensors. Mm -hmm. Sensors at the moment are quite expensive. I mean, you can get the camera, great. But putting on other sensors, hyperspectral, LiDAR, Mm -hmm. um, when those breakthroughs happen and we get those cheap sensors on those cheap drones, that's going to produce a lot of drones flying around and a lot of information.
2: So I think as discussed in our previous podcast, uh, you know podcast. We talk about you know drones and the delivery of well, it was blood products in uh, Rwanda, and then um, equally important, it was about the delivery of burritos in Australia. <laughs> um, I mean, for, for me, it's not about delivery because I think you know, okay, there, there's a special element to it. Hey, where's the train going to go, etc., etc. Um, but I think you know, I'm the same here. I think drones are about collecting information. It's in the yeah. sense it can bring you more information in closer real time. Um, that you yeah, know kind of augments what you know about a particular situation or brings you, you know, more-based information.
1: Yeah. Um, so drones, um, keep watching the space, although I would say satellites are also coming on yeah. Yeah. in a in a big, big way. Um, mini satellites and Swarms of satellites, that's pretty impressive stuff.
2: I think where you know, satellites are going to have imagery covered, right? I think they're going to, have, you know, that, that's
1: they're going to have more than imagery covered.
2: Well, yeah, okay, I mean, imagery and multispectral and so forth, but I, I think it's drones are going to be useful, you know, I think for that um, mobile or terrestrial, well, vaguely terrestrial lidar. I think it's that kind of you know, it's it's about to build 3D models or to you know, find
1: things and search things and model things that you're not going to be able to do um, otherwise yeah um, okay so the next big thing is internet of things or if as they've called it here internet of everything uh, because we're no longer talking about the same things usually when they talked about the internet of things it was like the internet of streetlights, or the internet of I don't know some sensor um, but finally we're changing to the internet of everything because all these devices are now talking so the internet of uh, streetlights is now talking to the internet of traffic lights yep Um, and exchanging and thinking data and this brings us all the way back to machine learning and AI
2: so recently um, I've got a new fridge Uh, (laughs) and we went to Albie Norman as you do other stores are available of course they are if Uh, they'd
1: like to sponsor us
2: yep Uh, and and there was a fridge there that was connected to the internet and so you could you know you could as you took something out of the fridge you scanned it and as you put it back in the fridge you scanned it so it always knew what was in your fridge you could look up you could look up um, recipes and so forth but if you'd run out of something it could automatically order the thing for you um which was yeah. kind of yeah
1: okay could you be bothered though no when i just... grab anything from the like the fridge i don't really want to scan it in and out
2: oh it's got sensors or something I, anyway but it's that kind of... I just don't think... So I
1: you just got a normal fridge then, Chris? Yes, yeah, the fridge
2: it keeps things cold, and then keeps <laughs> other things colder. The fridge freezer, it's great. Brilliant. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it's that, yeah, Internet of Things is now everything. My fridge could have uh, been part of the Internet of things.
1: Yeah, so big data, AI, Internet of Things. Let's move on to robotics.
2: Yeah, I struggled with this a little bit, uh, robotics in
1: well, it's, it's hard to um, see robotics without some sort of AI or um, AR Yep, would be the other one. So sending robots to do dangerous things um, that we don't want to do anymore.
2: So it seems to be
1: reasonable. It does. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how big an influence these are on the geospatial world, but yeah, they I think definitely... Uh, I don't know. With another technology, they could yep. be there.
2: Yeah. In this case, I think it's about supplying information to the robots to enable it to do something. Perhaps.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Finally, three D printing.
2: What's three D printing up to the GIS?
1: Mm. Uh, well, you can make lovely um, contoured three D maps.
2: Mm. I don't know. Yep. So I I think. <laughs> 3D printing, I think think it is a disruptive technology, and I think it's way more disruptive than perhaps we're giving you credit.
1: But isn't it kind of over as well?
2: No, we're we're only just getting started.
1: We are, but it just feels like we haven't made the breakthrough that we expected.
2: We're not there yet. Um, I I think in in some parts, the breakthrough has come, that machine printing, parts to use uh, in SpaceX. Uh, yeah, the Rocket Labs in New Zealand—they you know, 3D printed huge parts of their engine.
1: My um, colleague has a 3D printer, like a private one. He constantly 3D prints stuff to to help him.
2: I just think constantly private 3D printer just weird weird pictures to my mind. But okay, like, what kind of <laughs> thanks for sharing. What's, what kind
1: of things is he? Ah, oh, like a little gizmo for cooking or for attaching something else to something. Um, yeah.
2: So where it's interesting, okay, it's not about the private or the you know SpaceX works Interesting is how it affects you know trade. Right. You know, at the moment we import a whole bunch of stuff from China. You know, I, I'm sure your kids and mine they get through plastic pieces of stuff that may or may not be toys um, really quickly. Right. They have a life expectancy of barely a few weeks in my house. Yes. So. Instead of having to import the thing, you can just get to the stage where you have your own 3D printers and you're just importing the raw kind of plastic. If that makes sense. So you yeah. Become, you start but
1: to but you're still not linking it back to GIS, Chris.
2: No, but where okay, me to get there. What <laughs> that means is that in terms of transport, in terms of yeah, you know, whole whole range of things that do affect GIS. Geo- yeah, you we're know, going from or potentially go from you know a importing goods to an importing bulk uh, product which has huge implications. You know, you can go Yeah,
1: I'm I'm waiting as a GIS analyst, Chris. How does this help me?
2: From a transport perspective. <laughs>
1: right. What's
2: well, so because, you know, it, it's you don't need to worry so much about logistics because you're, you're only transporting bulk goods. It, it it could be a game changer.
1: Okay, great.
2: Okay, (laughs) not convinced.
1: So um, So there's some disruptive technologies. Um, Which one is going to be the most most disruptive? disruptive. I think AI, Mm -hmm. because everything else comes under AI. Um, Processing of data without having to think about it. That's your pick too.
2: Yeah, no, I think so. I think um, the others, they you know, drones, extra data, augmented reality, visualising data, you know, virtual reality, visualising data, you know, internet things, that is going to be exciting. Um, but again, it's just in more sensitive um, Yeah. Robots, yeah.
1: Virtual <laughs> reality. Of course, when the robots take over, they'll uh, <laughs> remember. Well, you mate, said as, long
2: as long as they sponsor us, we'll be okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Was top of the week. So, um, we've kept people waiting, uh, for of course the um, the favorite game on the internet right at this minute.
1: Well, yeah, if you're a GISer, especially an Esri GISer, um, then you know about export to shapefile. Um,
2: so we're gonna play a quick game. Um, feeling confident, Mark?
1: No, um. Okay. The, the just the point of export to shapefile is to manoeuvre up around the ArcGIS toolbox trying to push your co- competitor into a corner so there's no more moves left apart from export to shapefile.
2: Yes, so it's a bit, it's a cross between chess, poker, drafts and um, Sudoku, I like to think.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about the Sudoku, but fine.
2: Oh, we'll see how it goes.
1: All right. Okay. I think I start. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to start with nice and simple Add feature class to terrain from the 3D analyst.
2: Yeah, 3D analyst, of course, of course.
1: Viewers may have noticed there that you could actually start from anywhere in the toolbox. It generally plays to stay in the center of the main tools so you have lots of maneuver otherwise your opponent could uh, slam you.
2: Uh, and for that very uh, reason I'm, I'm going to start with the, uh, the old faithful uh, data management and... Um, Add coded value to domain. I think I'll start there.
1: That's quite safe. Good safe move. Just yeah, filling each other out at the moment, Mark. <laughs> um sure, so I will I will play a bit offensive and go with compress.
2: Straight into data management. Yes, mm.
1: just seeing what you're wanting to do in data management there.
2: Well, I'm going to I'm gonna jump straight out of data management. In fact, I'm gonna to go to buffer.
1: <laughs> ah, now did I push you? Or did you jump?
2: Well, Tom will tell Mark.
1: Um so therefore I will jump with you to Darcy Velocity from Special Analyst.
2: We are moving around quite a lot, Mark. But you left the door wide open. Copy rows back into data management.
1: Ah, I may have left the door open for a reason. Uh, And I will do Intersect 3D, boxing you in. Or so you
2: think. Cut Phil, 3D Analyst.
1: Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Principal components from spatial Analyst.
2: You didn't stay there very long, did you? But now you're running, Mark. Now you are running.
1: Um. (laughs) So when you played this at the conference, Chris, were you this lippy to your opponents? No. Or did you respect them? Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: Region Group from Spatial Analyst.
1: Oh, that's a bit dull. For your talk, that was a bit dull. Uh, Shrink from Spatial Analyst.
2: Shrink, okay. Well, um, Viewshed, Spatial Analyst.
1: (laughs) Uh, Then I'm going to go for Trend in 3D Analyst. You weren't going to stay there for very long,
2: um, but I'm, I'm going to go stack profile, Mark, 3D analyst.
1: Ah, I didn't see that coming, Chris. Then, for the want of a good game and a fast game, I'm going to go export to shapefile.
2: There we go. That was a, that was a bit of a chase each other around the houses, really. <laughs> was a little bit sort of yeah
1: I took one for the team
2: Oh, you're so generous Mark <laughs> so um, that was the game um, rules are somewhere on in the internet if you google hard enough yeah um,
1: and if you um, if you want to challenge us can get in touch with us on our Facebook page um, which is Geodorable or on Twitter which is My mygeodorable or email us geodorable at gmail uh,
2: and um yeah, have a good week, Mark. Well, have a good yeah, week, a good Chris. Good podcast, I think. But you know, uh, time waits for no one. And it's <laughs> um, yeah, time to time to go.
1: Cool. Well, we'll see you later.
2: See you, Mark.